0: instead they got heroes did you hear the quotes in my voice of moral ambiguity they may help or may not help you at all depends on what's in it for them they kick and they punch and they ball and they smash they lie and they scheme and they burn and they slash succeed or fail it to the tale. dungeons and debacle starts now Hello and welcome to this episode of the Dungeons and Debacles podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Kevin. Going around the room, Hannah.
1: I'm Hannah and I'll be playing Talia, the Human Rogue.
0: Blake. I'm Blake and I'll be playing Juliet, the Eldritch Knight slash Wizard Dragonborn. And Shane.
2: I'm Shane, I'm playing Alexander, the Human Bard Wizard.
0: And John.
3: I am playing Alunadus, Elven Monk. And Cook.
0: And... Oliver is not here again this week, so I will definitely make sure to kill his character off. Bet. So last time on Dungeons & Debacles podcast, you guys made the trip from Asheville to the Bonebreaker Camp, also known as the Free Clans of Mount Sunder. Um, There you tried to masquerade as a troop of troubadours and entertainers to try to get into their camp. Uh, Which was not working too well Until Juliet brought up the fact that They had the Bonebreaker sword And they were looking to trade for it That got you interested into the camp Where you met their chief uh, Who did not believe Number first of all that it was the sword And then once it was confirmed to be the sword by a shaman Didn't believe uh, that you earned it in combat And that you had stolen it So after Um Your champion, Adel faced him in combat, nearly defeating him. You gained a certain amount of respect, and he said that uh, he would treat with you, but not after um, some rest. So, you have been directed to a yurt where you are licking your wounds currently. And he said that uh, he would get back to you later to have a discussion about trading the sword. So, that is where you find yourselves now. You're in this uh, yurt It's getting on towards dusk uh, You've been provided with some uh, Water and some ale And um, some food uh, You've got some blankets inside there Where you can uh, take a rest I think Adel is going to spend some uh, Hit die to uh, try to get Some health back What's everybody else
2: doing? Rushing down Buttercup I don't think there's anything in particular That I would be wanting here It's not as if orcs are particularly known for magic or, and or uh, very fine
0: goods. That's true, you're probably not gonna wander out into camp and try to start trading with people.
2: Yeah, plus I don't really have any money.
0: Um, You should have quite a bit the last time I checked on your sheet.
2: I'm pretty sure uh, Talia, and uh, Talia has a ton of money, but I'm pretty sure I spent all my money on the horses and stuff,
0: I'm uh, looking up your sheet right now. Or trying to.
2: Yeah. I'm at like 250 gold.
0: That's a fortune.
2: I mean, compared to like the 2,000 that I had before.
0: Hey, you gotta or spend some money to hour. make some money, right?
4: We, we had 2,000 from the dragon, correct? You spent all of that?
0: No, that was uh, before the... Uh, or the uh, You oh. got the horses before the dragon. I was wondering, yeah. like... Oh, honey, how we financed the horses.
4: 2,000 gold pieces. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, we got... We rode up to there. Like the dragon was after we got the horses.
4: Yep. Yeah. No. No. I'm.
0: I just didn't remember. It's just a chain. Did not take the money for some reason.
2: So I'm missing a zero in my in my accounting, right?
0: Uh, that sounds about right because uh, I know at least you got the 2,000 from the gym's platinum pieces, and uh, yeah, I didn't
2: I didn't notate that.
0: So you got some money, but you probably wouldn't be trading anyway. Um. Yep. So are you going to come up with some sort of plan before you go in and meet with this uh, chief now that you kind of know a little bit about the lay of the land?
3: Yes. Juliet, what was your plan coming in here? What do you mean plan? Uh, you wanted to trade the sword. Do you think we'll be able to do that?
4: I mean, isn't that how we trade works? You say, I want this. They want that. And that's well, that. Well,
3: they seem to have
0: taken it. Exactly. We have nothing to worry about. <laughs> Other than the fact that you don't have anything to trade with Currently (laughs) We have Adel And Adel says what is that supposed to mean Oh it's okay It'll go back to sleep
3: You might get a chance to fight the guy
0: again just sell his Arnold and armor (laughs) I'm just pissed you Uh, took my sword And you and you traded it away But without asking me first What do you mean without asking you first It's my sword
4: well, technically, yes. But since you lost that duel and we confiscated all your arms and armor and then gave it back to you, I'm not sure you, you, you rightly own that.
0: Well, I bought it. It's mine. And the sword was plunder.
3: Well, we all worked together to kill those orcs that we took it from.
0: Right, but nobody asked me first before you decided to trade it away to the half-orcs. Yeah, we share and share alike. I'm just saying I want the sword back. What well, we about even a brand new sword when we get back? Oh, but you know, fam, I like them. that one.
4: <laughs> Fine. We might be able to get that one back.
3: We'll see.
0: Fine. And Adel's uh, going to go back to uh, mending some of his armor where it took damage. So we trade the sword for the belt. Easy
4: as that. I can't imagine there'd be any complications. I mean, what's the worst that happened? They decide they don't want to trade you're adorable
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah they decide they don't want to trade and they don't want to give it back
4: uh hmm that's a good point uh what if they don't give it back any thoughts
2: well the the best i can do is suggestion or like a major illusion to distract him while uh we try and finagle the sword and run away
3: Tell you, you think maybe you could steal it from them
1: if I knew where it was and wasn't, and it wasn't gonna get me killed, maybe.
0: We have options. You've got a pretty good idea that the chief currently has it. Although the sword is bigger than Talia, well, most things are. Yeah, what's your <laughs> strength, Just send me with the bag of holding. Eight?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm at eight. It's, it's bad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, we're not asking her to wield it. I guess that's true. Yeah, she would be able to like tug on it and get inside of a bag of holding or something like that. But uh, as best you know right now, the uh, sword is with the uh, chief in his tent. Okay, so we have magic, we have stealth. Do we have another option? Cut your way through an uh, uh, angry tribe of half-orcs.
2: That is an option. We can we can't do that.
0: Stir them or, up in open warfare.
2: Yeah, or if the uh, chieftain leaves his tent and uh, leaves the sword in his place, I can just tran- I can use... Uh,
3: this guy's self? What's the...
2: Yeah, this guy's self to look like him. Did Talia... they could always
3: trick him
0: into going to hunt lions and then follow him.
2: <laughs> that sounds pretty familiar.
0: Did Talia actually recommend diplomacy?
1: I might have.
0: Nah, that's I mean just a way to wait to see
1: to see what he says, you know, until we find out exactly how we have to get it back from him.
3: If you want to be boring, sure. Let's call that plan B, yeah. <laughs> Let's um work our way through the diplomacy. Yeah. That might be a thing we could do.
1: I'm a fan of the plans that don't involve us fighting a bunch of things that'll probably kill us. That's, I mean, I'm not a fan of diplomacy, but if that's the one that's not going to get me killed, I'll go with that.
4: Excellent. So we will, hmm, do you think it's wise to leave the tent and find the chieftain? Or should we just kind of wait for him? I don't know,
0: orc etiquette.
2: Probably just wait until the morning whenever uh, you said that we would talk about it. I I don't really want to cause any ripples while we're here.
0: Yeah, his uh, lieutenant, who led you to this tent, basically said, "Wait here, and we'll come for you in a couple of hours." Yeah, I don't think we have to worry about getting the meeting with the chief. But you might, uh, maybe, need to get your story straight because uh, currently he thinks that uh, Adel is the one who killed the chief on the grass aisle and took the sword. That's okay. kind of true.
2: Yeah. So let's put it like this: so uh, interaction with the kraken, escaped the kraken, got to the aisles. Um, offered trade and helped out the, that works at, uh, on the aisle. Um, after getting good relations with them, we, uh, ended up having, Adol wanted the sword from him, challenged him to a fight, beat him then, and then we traveled around and ended up here. How does that sound?
0: Uh, sounds like it would only take a low DC deception check. Yep. That sounds good.
2: Yeah. Words All mean things.
0: Y- you've got point here, Alexander. So an hour and a half is going to go by And the uh, the half-orc uh, Lieutenant Who was at the chief's side Is going to open the temp flap To your yurt And says, the chief will parlay with you now And uh, he's going to motion for you to come
4: Destiny awaits my friends
0: No reason not to go Let's do this thing So you're going to walk outside the yurt And the sun is fully down now There are some Um uh, Cook fires and bonfires in the camp that are keeping things pretty well lit. You're also going to notice they've got like torches on poles to illuminate most of the camp. <clears throat> and um, no Charlottesville jokes, please. <laughs> <laughs> you it. So uh, he's going to lead you the short distance from uh, your yurt across the clearing to a large structure. Uh, you think's either the chief's home or some sort of meeting hall. It's about. 15 feet tall and it's made of wood all the way around and it's got this large canvas tent that's covering it as a roof and you can see some uh, smoke coming out of the top of it. Uh, You're going to walk inside and there's a large gathering room with a fire burning in the center with some rabbits turning on spits. Um, The floor is wood and there's animal skin rugs covering most of it there's tables and chairs inside and you can see that there's doors on either side of the hall that uh, appear to lead to rooms there's some oil lamps lighting the corners and the ceiling is high and made of high of main, and, ugh, the ceiling is high and made of canvas there's a hole in the center to let the smoke out and in the room towards the back of it opposite the door you're going to see the uh, chief lounging on a chair at the center back and to his right is the shaman you saw earlier and the uh, large half-orc that uh, came and fetched you is going to walk across the room and sit to the chief's left what you notice now is the centerpiece of the room is the bonebreaker sword that is now displayed above the chief's chair mounted on a rough wood plaque on the wall and you're going to hear uh, Adel under his breath go motherfucker so the chief is going to say Come sit with us and have a drink And he's going to point to Two low benches uh, Near them On a, uh, a low table with a large pitcher And pewter goblets uh, For each of you And uh, is everyone going to sit? Yeah, everyone yeah, best us will sit So uh, after you sit down, the chief's going to get up uh, From his seat and walk to the pitcher uh, He's got a visible limp Apparently still recovering from the uh, Earlier battle with Adel and he's going to grab a goblet and pour what's to appears to be L into it and takes a drink and wipes his mouth and then he's going to hand the goblet to Adel and says By God, that was a fine battle, Half-Dwarf. Almost as good as the one I had with the former chief when I battled him for leadership. You should be proud. What's your name? I'll need it for the tale of this day. And uh, Adel's going to reach out and take the uh, the cup and say Adel, Adel Belmont and then uh, Adel's gonna take a uh, long drink out of the cup and then the uh, chief's gonna take his seat again and takes up his own goblet and takes a long swig and uh, the chief's gonna say, so I would hear the story about how you earn Bonebreaker's sword.
2: Well that tale is best told by our bard I have a brooch so I have plus do I have that plus one to charisma on um,
0: uh, I think that's heard? what lunados has.
2: It's a plus one you wisdom know? and charisma. But I'm pretty sure I have the brooch. I, it says I have it equipped on my thing.
0: Uh, no, I think that, um, lunados has been wearing that. Isn't that right, John? I do
3: not know. Uh, it would make sense for me to have a wisdom thing, but not necessarily a charisma thing.
0: Wasn't that how your AC got to 18? Possibly. I know, I think that was dex.
2: Yeah, so I'm, uh... I'm about to give a depiction of, like, how we ended up getting here.
0: Oh, I do have the bridge. Yes. And roads. No other things. You can always give yourself inspiration before uh, you do anything, too. I would like
2: to do that. I am inspired.
0: What do you do to inspire yourself?
2: Um, I play uh, In My Head. I, I'm just playing... Uh,
3: Come on, Gil. Uh,
2: Come on, Gil. Uh, I want to say a reference to Eminem. Like, uh, Lose Yourself just playing over and over in my head like whenever he's in the bathroom in the back in 8 mile. Uh, I'm just lost in the sauce right now. I got so many fucking words on this document.
4: <laughs> okay,
2: so I've got plus do performance. Sure, so I'm inspired. My inspiration gives me plus 1d6 to, uh, a roll. It is a d6.
0: Nice that says 1d7 no
2: the 1d7 is just because I thought it would be funny like at one point do you find a 1d7 in like an actual real life uh, thing
0: there's a, it was, a it was somewhere a, working uh, on it
2: it was a joke for myself but I thought that at some point one of you guys would bring it up so I would have to explain it which I think is comedic so we were traveling from the uh, across the sea as our group here to try and get some adventures underneath our belt and as we were traveling we came across a grave kraken that came up from the sea and tried to sink our vessel. So should I roll um, as I'm going through it?
0: No, we can do it towards the end. But you're gonna talk about the kra you're gonna say the Kraken and the chief's eyes are gonna get large and you see him lean in like he's yet uh, like yes, go on
2: tentacles coming up from all sides trying to take people into the sea uh, and eventually we were able to fight it off through probably about half an hour of combat with its tentacles while it's trying to sink the vessel and after we gave a decisive blow to some of its tentacles it scampered off back into the sea but our vessel was left rendered on un, uh, unusable so we traveled to a nearby island which happened to be the the uh, the isles home of the Bonebreaker camp uh, so we went onto the ship, onto the sea, through a small ship, got to the camp, and we interacted with the orcs there, and they decided to help us out in return. We would pay them for the services, of course. And, uh, after that, we stayed there for a little while, helped them hunt, uh, helped the chief do a couple missions, um, help throughout, and, Whenever we were on our latter half of being there and our ship was almost repaired, Adol decided that he wanted the sword from the chieftain and decided to challenge him to a duel, uh, which took about, what was it, Edel about eight hours of combat?
0: That sounds about right.
2: Fighting for eight hours into the night, and then Edel came out on top and won the sword from the chieftain. And then after our ship got finished up, we made our way, started sailing back again and uh, found our way over here. At which point we got up, uh, got caught up with some local politics. Well, not politics, but uh, the local politi- politicians trying to take advantage of the people and then made our way over here to uh, escape from them.
0: Okay, so that's a 14.
2: And then I will use my inspiration. So 14 plus 4, so 18.
0: So uh, you're going to finish your tale and um, the chief's going to say. That's absolutely amazing. That's definitely a tell for the agents. And you say, this half-dwarf fought the chief for eight hours? The stamina that must have took. And Adel's uh, going to cross his arms and just nod and not say anything. And uh, yeah, uh, the chief's totally enraptured by this story. And he's going to look at the shaman and say, were you taking notes? And uh, the shaman's going to nod. So um, you get done with the tell. He's going to say, well, now down to business. You say you came to trade the sword for Bonebreaker's girdle? Correct. And uh, he's going to kind of like bow his head for a little bit and say, I'm sorry, but that's not something I can trade to you because I don't have it. Where is it? It's up in his tomb in Mount Sunda. Great. So we'll be taking our sword and leaping then. Uh, Thank you. He says, don't get me wrong. If you can get it, you can have it, and you have my permission to enter the tomb. I don't care about it, nor does anyone else here. To tell you the truth, though, I don't think it even exists. Just some bone-breaker wives' tales about dangers of magic and hubris and such. From all the tales I've heard, Borscht was a magic-cheating twat. All those elves' tales puff up the saviors. Borscht was just probably lying about the whole thing from what I've heard. Well, I hope you're wrong, because we would like that a lot. But uh, we're certainly not here to challenge you or your people with it, so... So he's going to say, So, we have a problem. You want to trade me the sword for the girdle, but you can't get the girdle without the sword. We can't have the sword back, and then we can't have the girdle on top of that. Well, here's the problem. There's some sort of magic up there that you can't get into the tomb. I've never been up there to try, but that's what I've heard. Isn't that right, Shaman Farrick? And the shaman's gonna say, Yes, there's some sort of wall that prevents anyone from entering without the sword. I've been there myself, and there's an invisible wall that prevents anyone from entering. It's been sealed up since part of his clan left our enclave some 2,900 years ago. It used to be our stronghold up there, back in the days when we sought shelter from the ruins' wrath. After ruin was banished, we moved the camp down here, to this stronghold. His tomb was only used in the most dire of circumstances, such as weather or attacks, up until our time our ancestors abandoned it. Well, after the deep came alive. I don't know what that means, but the legends say monsters came up from the deep below, inside the volcano, and attacked our tribes. One of Borch's apprentices sealed up the stronghold with magic to lock them inside and prevent them from attacking our camp. There's still some bone breakers here with us, but they've long since diminished in power and numbers.
2: Okay, so do you have a proposition of how we can get inside without the sword, or is there a way that we can, like, give you some sort of collateral for the sword as we use it to get into the tomb?
0: So he's going to say, well, here's the part you aren't going to like. You can't get the girdle without the sword, and without the sword, you have nothing to trade. And without anything to trade, I don't know that we have anything else to discuss.
2: Do you have no use for gold?
0: Not really, but I'll be willing to listen.
2: Name your price. What, how much would you want as collateral for the sword?
0: He says, I don't need collateral for the sword. The sword's already mine. And he's going to take his thumb and point up to the plaque on the wall. He says, I bested you a champion in honorable combat. You bested our champion
3: during a contest to prove that he was strong enough to have taken the sword, not for the right
0: to take and keep the sword for yourself. Tomato, tomato, what use do you have with it? This is a birthright for our clans. It's just a hunk of adamantine things, to
3: you. Among other things, we need to use it to get into Bonebreaker's tomb.
2: Yeah, using attention to the tomb is the only purpose that we really have it for. Other than that, you it's all yours. At least on our side
4: i don't suppose you'd want some books i have this
0: nice orban one and this one for oh that's for orcs of age um so he's gonna wave his hand off that he's like no i don't want the books
3: perhaps you send somebody with us use it to unseal the tomb for us and then we head inside and your orc brings it back to you while we take care of our business in the tomb
0: I could do that, but what's to say you just wouldn't murder whoever went with you and tuck the sword in the girdle both?
2: Because we don't even want the sword outside of just going into the tomb. Any sword will do.
0: Uh, at that point, you're gonna hear, uh, Adel <clears throat> clear his throat. Although, if you could give our companion a nice sword to make up for the one you just took,
2: that would be nuts. We can pay you for the for the work of the sword.
0: He says... I could probably sell you the sword, but it's not going to be any an adamantine piece like
2: this. Whatever works.
0: And Wait. then um, you're going to hear the you're going to see the shaman start whispering something into the chief's ear.
4: Alexander, what weapon did Edel use? Because we could trade that as the sword that slew Bonebreaker. Then we sell that. That's not important.
0: Adel actually sold that great cell to get the sword. I know. <laughs>
4: Wouldn't it be great if we had a weapon that did slam? Wing, wing, nudge, nudge.
0: I am going to look at the particulars of this film. So the the shaman's actually going to, uh, after he's going to talk to the chief for a second, and then the chief's going to look at you and says, I don't know that this is agreeable. I don't know what else we have to discuss. You can stay here tonight out of respect for your champion, but I expect you gone by midday tomorrow.
4: Before we go, um, you have your differences with City to the South, don't you?
0: Yes, they've been attacking our clans. They've been taking our livestock and burning some of our fields. That doesn't sound like a very good deal for you. What if we could do something about that? Uh, negotiate peace or maybe prepare for war? he's going to say peace and he's going to spit on the floor he says I don't need any peace with them if they want to fight bring it now that's what I like to hear but what can a bunch of troubadours do to help me fight looks like the the half dwarfs the only one who can swing a sword among your group Juliet hangs her head in shame six foot two dragonborn
4: looks like a pussy
3: um well it's well known that most townsmen are
0: cowards what if we convinced them to come out and fight you You think they're going to face us in an open field and battle? They're still trying to blame it on this dragon cult for all these attacks, which is ridiculous.
3: Yes, they probably just want to take your land, think they can use it better than you. Obviously. What say you, Juliet? Do you think we could convince the townsfolk to come
4: out and fight? Um, convince is one way to put it. It's not exactly like we can walk up. Hello, would you like to fight? Like you said, they're cowards. They just sit inside. Really, the only way I see getting to them is with a hard punch. But I don't know. You tend to be good at diplomacy. You tell me.
3: I'm not great at diplomacy. I prefer punching, too. Uh,
2: Alexander? We can figure something out.
4: <laughs> well, we have to figure something out now.
2: I mean, we can just go up there and um, we have enough resources capable, whether it through my magic or uh, Talia's roguish skill set to do something to spark something off.
3: Or, Great Chief, you could send several orcs with us to Bonebreakers, tomb. That way you could be assured we
0: wouldn't betray you. A reasonable precaution. He says that may work. And about that time, you're going to hear some hard footsteps um, on this wood floor uh, behind you and hear some panting. And you're going to turn around and see the half-orc you saw earlier um, outside the gates when you came in. Uh, he has a sunken cheek, uh, cheek, and he was the one that led the group of half-orcs out of the, the gate and down the trail when you told him about uh, that force um, that you saw earlier on the trail that was attacking half-orcs. And he's panting hard, and you can see he has cuts and dried blood running down his arms and his face and the chief is going to rise up from his chair and say what's the meaning of this and the half orcs is panting trying to catch his breath and he says I ran all the way here I barely escaped to warn you they wiped us out all 30 warriors in seconds they tried to parlay when some of our platoon broke off and charged we could barely get our weapons out before they overwhelmed us and the chief's going to scream who did this And the half horse is going to say, It was a silver dragonborn. And a dozen knights on horses. And mages. I court the mages. I don't know how many wizards they had. It was a lot. And magic was flying everywhere. And the chief's going to say, "They, they, They killed them all? And Hammerface is going to fall to his knees, exhausted, and say, No, I think they're still alive. They were fighting to subdue... They're, all, they're headed here. You have to rally the clans now. And the chief and the shaman and the other half-orc are going to take off running through the door into the clearing outside. And you hear the chief yelling and commands in the camp as they begin rallying to uh, defend against this attack. And uh, they have seemingly ignored you and left you in the room with that in this hall with Hammerface. Who's now lying on his back, gasping air, still trying to recover from his run?
3: Fighting to subdue. Sounds like they want to take you all as slaves. <sighs>
0: I don't know. Right now, Hammerface is the only one in the room with you. Everybody else is outside, like trying to form a defense.
1: Where's the sword?
0: Uh, the sword is currently still on that rough wood plaque at the back of the room.
2: Well, uh, I. <coughs> You know, that that paladin guy that uh, he was talking about uh, seems mighty familiar, you know? Like a prophecy uh, mm-hmm. that we may have heard. Uh, so, I look at Juliet. So, are you thinking what I'm thinking?
4: That we avoid coal at all costs? I think so. That,
2: and uh, the object of our venture is right in the wall right there.
4: Oh, well, yes. Uh, it's uh, clearly still Adel's.
2: Of course. Although,
4: we
3: should make sure to uh, distract the witnesses. Uh, Half-orc, uh, perhaps you should go advise your clan leader. And let them know Let him know what details you can recall, so that they know what they can expect, and how we can best arrange
0: defenses. He's going to say, I just need him. I just need a minute. I ran all the way here.
1: I'm, I'm going to bring him um, a cup of, of- Something liquid to drink doesn't really matter what.
0: Okay, there's some uh, L in front of you.
1: Yep, I'll bring him that. You know, to speed him on his way and help him recover
0: faster. Okay, so you take it and uh, he sets up a little bit and uh, he's he downs the L and he's still just incredibly out of breath. Adel is going to get up and he is going to cross the room and take the Bonebreaker Greatsword from the wall and uh, put it across his back and says, uh, I don't know about you, but I think we should get out of here now. I agree. Correct. Yes. So he is going to walk outside. Let's go. Yep. So you all walk out into the courtyard and you see the camp is in disarray. There's men and women and children are gathering arms and armor and they're massing near the southern gate where you came in. Adel's going to go over and he's going to take his horse and make sure it's uh, ready to go and gather the other horses that uh, you guys took from the Asheville Knights. Alexander, do you think you could start starting a rumor that they're here to take slaves?
3: Increase the why? disarray, increase the odds that they'll fight and kill as many of these Ashevallians as possible?
2: I mean, they would probably do that anyway since they're trying to fight as honorably as possible. this fight to the death.
4: And why don't we... Take our discretion and simply uh, get out of here.
2: Yeah, there's no one looking
0: over here. Let's go. Okay, so. Um, I'm just hoping an army of half orcs can be convinced to kill Cull for us. <laughs> so, uh, Turin is going to get on his horse and he's going to say to you, There's a northern gate. I say we probably head that way if we're going to avoid Cull.
2: North gate sounds good to me.
0: So, uh. He's going to uh, kick his uh, horse into action. And then right about that time, as you guys are getting ready to take off, you hear a tremendous explosion. Like a dozen fireballs hitting the southern gate all at once. And you're going to look back and see this eruption of flame as the gate explodes inward into the camp in flaming splinters. And the ground rumbles... And you can see many half-orcs who were gathered near the gate are, were thrown to the ground from the force of the explosion. And after the dust settles and your eyes adjust a little bit from the brightness of the explosion, because you're in darkness, you can see in the glow of the now-flaming entrance a silver dragonborn in full-plate armor on a tall white warhorse flanked by about a dozen knights in gleaming breastplate outside the gate. And then you're going to see this magical light spring up all around them. And now you see 50 more knights on war horses spread out around the Dragonborn. And behind them you see at least a dozen battle mages. And then you're going to hear this booming, unnaturally loud voice say, Free clans of Mount Sunda. I am called Paladin of Bahamut, champion and vanguard of the Zedars. I am here to parlay. Bring unto me your chief to treat, and no one shall be armed. And then you're going to look around inside the gate and see hundreds of half orcs gathering, and you think it most, must be most of the town, and they're stunned and not moving at all. That uh, this is the definition of shock and awe. And then you see the chief walking towards the gate with the uh, shaman, and you hear him yell, I'm here, you shiny lizard! I will hear you and your companions will be paying for my gate with gold or still by cord. Clans prepared to defend. And then you basically see all these spears and swords come up at the same time. We we'll need to stand on ceremony. Let's go.
1: Yep, sounds like our sounds like our uh, our notice that we should get going before he yeah, uh search too much.
2: I'm not trying to uh, be within the visual range of that guy.
0: All right, so you guys are going to follow Turin, and uh, he is going to follow this path towards the north, where he knows that there's a gate. As you're going, you can see for the most part there's like you know little streams of half orcs who are late to the party, uh, running towards the southern gate with the weapons. If you look on the, uh, is everybody in roll twenty? Yep. Yeah. So uh, you're coming from where I'm pinging right here towards the center of the camp he's taking you up uh, through here by the stream that runs in till you get to the uh, northern part of the camp where these uh, there's a gap in the hills and you're going to see a, uh, an extension of this wooden fence that runs all the way around the camp it's about uh, 15 feet tall it's uh, made out of logs and has uh, spike points and uh, as you near the gate you're going to see that you're probably about 50 feet or so away from it, and, to, and you're going to see a uh, bunch of half orcs guarding it. As you uh, approach this gate, are you just going for it, or what are you going to try to do? Double up uh. the attack on the south gate. Slavery. Die.
2: <laughs> um. So we're coming up to them.
0: Uh. Yeah. And it looks like uh, Turin's not really stopping or slowing down. He's headed towards the gate.
2: Okay. Uh, as we get near them, I'm going to yell at them that there is a invasion on the south gate and they need assistance.
0: And uh, these three half-orcs are just going to look at each other. And then they're going to uh, pull out their long swords and say, Our duty is to defend this gate. Who are you, children? We are the Chosen of the Chieftain. He told us to preserve
4: this side of the gate and let you all advance towards the front. Uh, give me a per se
0: persuasion roll. Ah, this is gonna end poorly. Yeah, I don't want one. <laughs> so they're gonna laugh. <laughs> Chosen of the chief. <laughs> <laughs> and they're kind of like bent over in laughter. All right. Tell What do you think? Fog cloud.
1: I'm not sure that would really be helpful here, but. Uh... Perhaps if we if we simply tell them about the giant silver dragonborn that is attacking all of their people and killing their women and children inside Alexander, of the gate.
3: Alexander, you're the persuasive one.
2: I'm just looking at my spell list real quick. I got all these spells and not really a lot of ways to use them. Wait, so would they have heard the explosions over there?
0: Oh yeah, and they're on guard. They've got the, uh, the gate up here closed and the bar over top of it, um, which you've noticed before that, like, they've had their gates open, so it looks like they're on high alert. And currently, they've got their long swords out and their shields up.
2: Uh, I yell at them to, uh, to hurry to the north gate, or else there might not be a gate to defend. I'm going to uh,
0: try south and activate them. Well, wow, that's a 23. So, what are, you gonna, what are you saying to them?
2: I'm telling them that if they don't hurry up to the south gate, there's not going to be any gates to defend.
0: Alright, so, uh, you're going to say that, and the they're all going to look at each other, and then they're going to take off running to the south gate? I still think you should have gone with the chosen ones.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they weren't believing you, so what makes you think me saying it would change their mind?
0: Well, you're, you know, fancy. All right, so uh, they're out of the way, and there's currently no one guarding this uh, north gate.
2: Strength through the gate?
0: Uh, fun it fun is ball. currently closed. I Let's open it. All right. So open the gate. You're going to go up to it, and there's this um, large uh, plank that's threaded through these iron ho- hoops um, that's keeping it closed, and there's a large uh, iron padlock on it. Adel, this is a time for you to shine. Um, so, uh, Adel's going to uh, go up to the gate then, and he is going to pull out that... Uh, Bonebreaker uh, greatsword and take a Swing at this lock and from horseback He's going to miss it
3: <laughs> The uh, horse is nervous after the explosion That's all
0: Yep, And he'll take another swing at it He misses it again <laughs> Maybe he's drunk Nice <laughs> He misses it again <laughs> Did he just take <laughs> 20 just, just get
2: off the horse And hit it
0: So uh Yeah he's going to get down off the horse And uh, Walk up to it and take the great sword In both hands and um, He's just going to demolish this lock He's able to uh, move this uh, Large plank bolt Out of the way And push the gates open And now we ride through Okay so um, You ride through and you are Hearing some uh, shouts and Screams From the uh, southern side of the camp that you don't even need a perception check for that because it's uh, pretty loud. But uh, I guess everybody's hightailing it out of this camp. Do we uh, want to light any fires before we leave? That sounds like a it. dark companion a thing to do.
4: <laughs> uh, well, first we should close the door.
2: Close the door behind you.
4: Yep, that way it's obvious. It's not obvious where we went. Then we can set a fire. Although I suppose that would defeat the purpose of closing doors, but still.
2: It why do we need to close the gate? It'll just make it easier for them to go buy it.
4: Ah, but it'll make it easier for them to... Well, what? what do you mean, don't close the gate?
2: I'm saying close the gate, but don't burn down the gate.
4: Oh, but if we don't burn down the gate, then what have we accomplished in life? What would Tiamat uh, think?
2: What do, you, what do you mean? There's <laughs> literally no upside to burning down the gate.
0: That's it would a good add point. What, what would Tiamat do? Exactly
2: probably not burn down the gate
0: probably burn down all of the gates
2: let's just go to the mountain because there's a person coming for our lives probably right now
4: no god damn it I'm burning down this gate give me a second it's gonna get off oh, her horse and use her breath clap. button set this gate on fire
0: Adol's gonna be like yeah fam see I got points with Adol it's, it's worth
4: <laughs>
3: advancing your romance with Adel.
0: oh god <laughs> <laughs> oh it's going renegade path. So uh, are you using your fire breath to try to set this uh, fort on fire? Uh yes. Alright, give me a damage roll. Nine fire damage. Alright. So uh I guess you're doing this from horseback? Uh no,
4: I said I got off the horse. I'm not I'm not going to risk burning Kobe.
0: <laughs> Alright, so uh you open your mouth and the spray of flames comes out bathing the uh, exterior of this uh, I guess you're hitting the fence or are you hitting the gate with it uh, whichever is flimsier I assume the gate yeah the gate would be so uh, you hit it in this one spot and uh, it looks like uh, it's on fire but it may take some time to catch to the rest of it does anyone have oil? anything? Don't we have well, an about, how,
2: about, how about we not burn it down and just leave damn it don't take this from me take what from you you're literally doing nothing you're wasting your ability and combat readiness just so you can burn down a, a gate for no good reason
0: and Turin's anything gonna to say, add confusion is a good thing Turin's gonna say well yeah we'll add to confusion but let's quit fucking around and get out of this before we draw more attention to ourselves from the half orcs okay okay sigh let's go so, Adel's going to get back on his horse, and I guess you're going to get back on your horse too, Juliet? Yes. Okay, so uh, Turin's going to kick his horse um, and lead you up this path towards uh, Mount Sunder. And uh, even in the dark, it's, it's not hard to miss it. Um, you know, there's some moon glow that's hitting the, uh, the peaks of snow on top of this thing. Plus, you can see uh, some of the uh, gas and steam being emitted from the top of this volcano being reflected in the moonlight so you're going to um, travel probably about 5 miles uh, through the dark on this path and I'm I'm going to need everybody to give me a survival check
2: survival?
0: Booyah, 16, 4, 8 1 <laughs> well lucky for you all um, Turin got a 20 my 16 wasn't shabby No, it also wasn't a 20 (laughs) You're following this path And after a while It's going to kind of uh, Be not so pathy anymore There's going to be some grass That grows up through it With the horses you can't really tell That you're on a path anymore But turns going to get down off his horse And start kicking um, the grass around some And pulling some up And he's able to find some uh, Like crushed stone and gravel where it looks like this is kind of an ancient path that has uh, been overgrown. This is going to be much slower going now because uh, he's having to like checking this path uh, on foot but he's leading you through the darkness uh, through you can't really tell that it's a path You know, it's between the mountains but uh, there's, there's nothing obvious that says that it's a path after a while uh, you're going to make it to the side of Mount Sunder Does everybody uh, see the map? Yep. 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 Uh, All right. So you've left the Bonebreaker camp here. He's taking you up through these hills outside the gate. And currently you are up here against the side of uh, Mount Sunder. Currently it's probably about three or four o'clock in the morning. And um, he is just basically still trying to follow this path through here and looking, you know, through the vegetation and you know, ivy and ground cover that's grown up on the side of this mountain uh, and trying to look for any sort of entrance. And let me give one more survival check. Uh, does everybody want to give me a survival check? Or a perception? So rare that anyone would beat me.
2: <laughs> 23.
0: Alright, so Linidas and Shane. Shane created this. Um, after probably maybe two and a half hours or so of following around this mountain you are going to see um kind of like a uh an outcropping that's kind of hanging out over top or hanging out of the mountain that doesn't look uh natural and it has some vines uh hanging down from it so it kind of it's kind of like not disguised but the overgrowth's kind of hidden it as you get closer you're going to notice that there's kind of a like a recess back into the mountain. Alright, looks like we found the tomb, perhaps. That is an interesting recess, but are you sure it's not just a tube? Like one of those things that, uh, what do they call them? Geologists? Are you talking about like a lava tube? Yes. Uh, that was actually my first major with geology. There you go. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, then let, let's uh, check it out and see.
0: Alright, so, uh, Turin's going to take his, uh, he's got a, a long knife, like a kind of like a bowie knife, and he's going to start cutting through these vines to open up this entrance. He cuts it open, and he's going to walk about uh, two feet inside of it, and he's going to bounce off what appears to be thin air. Probably not a lava tube. And uh, he's going to take his knife and stab at it, and it's just going to be deflected. Adel, why don't you try walking through? So, uh, Adel's going to get down off his horse and find a place to tie it to a tree. He's going to walk up to it and stick his hand out, and when he sticks his hand out, it's going to hit this uh, invisible barrier and block him. Use the sword, Luke, Adel. So, uh, yeah, he'll take the, the sword off his back, and he'll like, slowly like push it forward towards where the barrier was, and when it gets to there... Um there's no resistance. It doesn't stop. Alright. Did that permanently open it or just for him? Um he'll he will uh, walk through and get to the other side. Are you All gonna right. try to walk also through
3: it? it. Lunadas will try and go through.
0: Okay, when you try to go through it uh you run into the wall again. Damn it. Alright.
3: So maybe Abel stands there with his sword half in the barrier while the rest of us come through. Uh, how big is this entrance? Can we like bring the horses and cart inside or do we have to leave them outside?
0: Uh, the entrance to this thing is probably about 10 feet wide and eight uh, eight or nine feet tall.
3: Oh, so we can bring the animals inside.
0: Yeah, you, you wouldn't be able to like ride them inside, but you would be able to bring it inside. Okay, good.
3: That way, the less obvious it is that we came in this way, the better
0: so uh Edel will hold up the sword and as long as like that's uh, appears to be as long as the sword is uh breaking that plane where that wall is uh you can pass through noise we are inside all right so see. i guess everybody's walking inside the tomb uh yes all right well i think that's probably a pretty good place to end it thanks for listening to another episode of the dungeons and debacles podcast if i could ask a halfling size favor give us a 5 star rating and review on iTunes it's the best way to support us new episodes come out every Monday so make sure to check your podcast app do you have an idea to make the podcast better? tell us about it on Twitter or Facebook you can also check out our website to see all the maps, lore and characters at dungeonsanddebaclespodcast.com and now a word from our fantasy sponsor do you want to make more gold? of course we all do Find out how easy it is to do with your Journeyman certification with the Carly Institute Correspondent School. You can train for a new trade without setting foot in a classroom. Choose from any of these courses Livery, weapon and armor repair, Bowery Fletcher, Leather Tanning, Blacksmithing, Child Daycare, Cart Management, Bookkeeping, Law Assistant, Dentist, Bloodletting, and Inn Management or get your specialized degree in Arcana, Alchemy, Herbalism, or Cartography. Compare your current salary with the gold you could be making in any one of these careers. Send a raven to Carly Vocational Correspondent School to start your quest for a better life.
2: Oh well, yeah, out of character and out of, a bit out of context, um, I came to a realization about something yesterday. They're called bartenders because they tend to the bar. It makes yes. a lot of sense.
4: <laughs> that's that's a good bloop for real. I like that. <laughs> I,
2: uh, yeah, I was walking because the pizza place uh, I would go to on base uh, has a like a bar in it, and I was walking past. And I'm like, oh, there's the bartender. Wait a minute, bartender. He he tends to the bar. Ah, it all makes a lot of sense. Whew.
3: Yeah, that's actually something that Molly Gennaro a.k.a. McLean says early on in Die Hard, says to a pregnant friend, that baby's ready to tend bar. I didn't understand that for years because the first time I saw that movie, I was like six.
2: Or if the (laughs) bar is a fireplace, it could be a reference to the tending to start the fire at the bar.
0: Probably not.
2: It's a long shot.
0: Yeah, it's kind of a stretch.
2: Uh, You miss 100 jokes you don't take, you know? 100%
0: <laughs> 100% of the jokes you don't take. Exactly. So, anywho, take Items your time. Me. I can edit it out.
2: Yep. So, I'm just going to, since you said that, I'm just going to sit here for about the next uh, 45 minutes trying to figure this out. I'm going to go re listen to all of our podcasts leading up to this moment so I have a, <laughs> a very accurate depiction of what to say. <laughs> I'll even, uh, put citations at the end, MLA format,
0: of course. And before you tell the tale, you hand him a bibliography.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Here's my bibliography and resume.
0: The music you heard on this episode was long road ahead, river fire, prelude in action, family defense by Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com. Licensed under creative commons by attribution 3.0 license, creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0.